It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Support for this podcast comes from the first one with DJ Khaled, a new podcast only available on Amazon Music. What's up, y'all? This is DJ Khaled, and this is the first one. I talk to the most iconic artists on the planet about songs that didn't change the game, but changed their life. We hear from all the A-list music stars like J Balvin, Nas, and Kelly Rowland, who tell their stories about their first hits that took them to being overlooked to being overbooked. Join me every Thursday, only on Amazon Music. Hey, where are you going, Jim? The elevator's over here. Taking the stairs. But our meeting's up on eight. Yeah, I know. But that's eight floors up. That's like eight times eight. I don't know. A lot of stairs. That's the point. I've already lost a few pounds and earned almost $100 in wellness incentives. Whoa, you're getting rewarded for working out? Yeah, I know. I'm just as surprised as you are, Bob. Fearless is full of surprises. That's the power of the Blue Cross and Blue Shield Federal Employee Program. Learn more about our healthy benefits and sign up at fepblue.org slash choose blue by December 11th. You are Locked On Bengals, your daily Cincinnati Bengals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. On second down and one, it's a handoff to Elliott, burst through the middle of the line, and he's into the end zone for a Dallas Cowboys touchdown. Prescott back at the 10, waiting for a shotgun snap from Frederick. He has the ball, sticks it in the belly of Elliott. No, he faked and ran and burned the defense and the broadcaster. It's a five-yard run for a touchdown for Dak Prescott, and the Cowboys lead at 13-zip. Prescott back to throw, now scrambling to the right, keeps his eyes downfield. His pass caught by Beasley, and he'll run it in from the five-yard line for a Dallas touchdown. Three possessions, three TDs. The Bengals are being embarrassed here in Dallas. Prescott on first down, hands off to Elliott, right up the middle of the field, and he's off to the races. See ya. For the 30, 20, 10, touchdown. 60 wow. yards Woo. for Ezekiel Elliott, giving him 128 on 10 carries. Welcome into the Locked on Bengals podcast. I'm James Erpine, and this is the Locked on Bengals network, the fastest growing podcast in the country. And we come at you every single day here on the Locked on Bengals podcast. That's Dan Horde, Dave Lapham on the call. It was an ugly one yesterday. Thanks to the Bengals Radio Network for that audio. But, man, oh, man, you're going to say, James, what the hell were you thinking? James, you said that the Bengals were going to win this game, and you said they were going to handle it and handle their business. And I, you're right. I completely whiffed. I thought that after 10 days, the Bengals would finally put it together and play their best game. Instead, they did the opposite. Instead, the Bengals showed us exactly who they are. An average, mediocre, not winning anything in the playoffs football team. That's what they are. Call it how you see it. It's been plenty of time. They've had plenty of time to change it, to be better, to improve. They had 10 days in between Miami and Dallas to gear up for Dak Prescott, who couldn't throw it down the field, and Ezekiel Elliott in that offensive line, and they couldn't stop a damn thing. That's because they're not a good football team. You know who I think is going to stop the run against Dallas? Green Bay this week. You know who I think would have stopped the run against Dallas? Pittsburgh, if they had to play Dallas. Good teams take away your best option. They do. Didn't Dallas take away A.J. Green yesterday? Took him away. 
Got one target in the first half. A.J. Green, even though they were getting blown out, couldn't do anything. A.J. Green has one target. Can't run the ball. Finished with eight targets and four receptions. Look, there are so many holes on this team. I don't know where to start. Here's Marvin Lewis after the game, and he's much more calm than I am. Here's Lewis. Yeah, we, you know, we didn't get him stopped in the first half, uh, uh, first drive of the game, and then uh, uh, you know a 90-yard drive and another 80-yard drive. I don't know which is in which order, but uh, disappointing. Uh, you know, too many explosive uh, runs early in the game. A couple of third-down passes went across the field. And, uh, and we, you know, we never did, you know, uh, get where we could get in position to stop them early in the game. That's Marvin Lewis after the game. And look, the, the freaking Cowboys didn't do anything special. Very basic. Hey, we're going to run the ball, and then we're going to throw short passes. That was their offense. And they reeled off 28 straight points, and you heard all 28 of them on the call, Dan Horde, yesterday. And I, I look at this team, and I look at their schedule, and I look at what's coming up. And not only do I think they're going to be 2-4, and four, but they're probably an 8-8 eight and eight football team. And last week on this podcast, at the beginning of the week, I said, well, this week's going to tell me a lot about the Bengals in 2016. Probably all I need to know. Either they're going to come out, be prepared, beat up on a rookie quarterback and show, hey, we're just as good as Pittsburgh. We're right in there with New England. We're going to be in the hunt in the AFC. Or they're going to do what they did, which was struggle. And they've struggled against every winning team they've played this year. They struggled against the Jets, who aren't that good. And In fact, I could say they were outplayed by the Jets and found a way to win. Outside of the Miami game, do you feel like the Bengals have outplayed their opponent all season? It's been five weeks. A week here, a week there, small sample size. Things could change. Five weeks of the same stuff. The same offensive line woes that I saw when the Minnesota Vikings were here during training camp, practicing before the first preseason game, they're still here. The same struggles they had then still are here. It's been months, guys. Over two months I've watched this team, and they haven't gotten better. Their offensive line can't block anyone. They have holes leaking everywhere. Kevin Zeitler doesn't look as good because he's got to keep up and cover up for Russell Bodine. You have guys like Cedric Abwehi who flashed promise, but it's just going to take him some time. And then you have wide receivers who can't get open, and the running backs, Jeremy Hill and Giovanni Bernard, they're just not getting it done. You look at this offense, Andy Dalton doesn't have much to work with. You take away A.J. Green, there's nothing there. And Tyler Eifert isn't going to solve these problems. This isn't Eifert comes back and this offense just gets rolling and is the best in the game. Andy Dalton had to run too many times yesterday. His name isn't Andy Vick. He, he doesn't run a bunch. He's not a running quarterback. Had to run it six times. Six? That, no. Andy, no. That shouldn't happen. He knows that. He was frustrated. And you look at it, Jeremy Hill, four attempts, 12 yards. Gio was semi-effective on the ground, nine attempts for 50 yards, and the stats show that. But they got down quick, and the offense couldn't score. They couldn't score. Last year at this time, well, the Bengals, they were on their way to an 8-0 start. Now they're 2-3, and three and they got the Patriots and Tom Brady and all those weapons like Martellus Bennett, Rob Gronkowski, Julian Edelman, and Chris Hogan. They, the defense couldn't stop Zeke Elliott, Dak Prescott, and Cole Beasley. You think that they're going to go up there to New England and win? 
It might be close. I think the Bengals are going to come out with a chip on their shoulder because they know what they're facing. Tom Brady doesn't give a damn if you got a chip on your shoulder. The Bengals are going to be 2-4, and four, and I look at this schedule. I Maybe eight wins because they're going to lose this weekend. Then they're going to beat Cleveland. Then they, they'll probably win in London, lose at New York, who isn't playing great right now. They'll beat the Bills, lose at Baltimore, beat Philly, beat Cleveland, lose to Pittsburgh, lose at Houston because they always lose to Houston, and then they're going to beat Baltimore at home. That's what I would say. Eight and eight. Woo! Eight and eight for the Bengals. And, and I can't believe I'm saying it because I really thought that this game yesterday was going to change how we looked at them going forward. They were going to come out, dominate in all phases, win the game, and then Bengals fans today would be, well, they'll have a shot against Brady. And then after that, the schedule lightens up. Worst case, they're 3-3. Three and three, They can get rolling. Instead, I don't see it. I, I don't see them making a, a, a four-game or five-game winning streak. I, I just I think at New York's going to be a tough game. Baltimore at home might be tough. At, um, or Buffalo at home might be tough. At Baltimore is going to be rough. Philly, they look good. So I, I look at this team, and I'm going to get into this later this week, but Andy Dalton is on an island right now. New offensive coordinator. Wide receivers can't get open. Offensive line's terrible. No running game. Well, what do you want him to do? What do you want him to do? I, I, I've been critical of Andy Dalton in the past. The dude's running for his life. He's frustrated. He's got one guy who could consistently get open. I'm not sure they know how to use Giovanni Bernard and Jeremy Hill correctly. I'm not sure Jeremy Hill's even good anymore. So, oh, James, you're overreacting. I, I don't think so. I think that this team has been mediocre since training camp, and based on last year's results, we thought that they would be better. But because of all the, the, the changes, the turnover, I mean, you have turnover in the secondary. No more Reggie Nelson, and they've struggled at times. You had turnover up front on offensive line. No Andre Smith. You have younger players like Cedric Abwehi up there. That's fine. Maybe if they're the weak link, if he's the only link that's an issue – that's fine. You have time for him to grow. You can kind of cover that up. But Bodine's awful. So you got an awful Bodine. Kevin Zeitler trying to help him. Cedric Abue, he's still getting his traction. The only consistent offensive line play has been from Clint Bowling and from Andrew Whitworth. That's it. It. And Bowling's not great. He's good. He's consistent. So I, I look at this team, and I, I think back to 2007, and I think back to 2010. When I witnessed teams that I thought had a chance to be really good, had the talent on offense, had, had talent on both sides of the ball, and yet they couldn't quite put it together. And that's how I feel about this Bengals team. Something's off. Something's missing. And, yeah, they've beaten Tom Brady once. They beat him here at Paul Brown Stadium 10-6 to 6, a couple years back. I just don't see it this Sunday. And, hell, I was dead wrong this past Sunday. It could change. Miracles happen. You might go to Foxborough and win. I don't see it. I don't see it. And you look at the division, and you think, well, this Bengals team, they wanted a bye. No chance. Bengals aren't getting a bye. They have no chance at a bye. I'm not sure. They're 2-3 and three right now. Pittsburgh's 4-1, and one, and they hold the tiebreaker. You're two games, two and a half games back, uh, two games back, and pl- plus the tiebreakers, so two and a half, three games back, really, if you look at it. Baltimore's 3-2. and two. They fired their offensive coordinator today. 
They plan on winning more games. They plan on contending. So, yeah, you're not going to be in the cellar with Cleveland, but I just don't see the Bengals really making a run at it this year. They just don't seem that good. They look out of sync, and it's just one of those things where sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Adam Jones talked after the game, and he, in the defense, obviously struggled. Here's Adam Jones on what they need to go from here, where they need to go, and how they do it. Here's Pac. We've got to do some gut checking, though. Um, everybody need to take a deep look at themselves and figure out how each person can get better to help the team. And um, that goes for me. That goes for anybody else you want to name. Because at the end of the day, when it's looking right, everybody is doing the right thing. So, um, I, of course, we're going to lose some plays, but to come out here and, and, and get beat like this is, is embarrassing. So that's Adam Jones. Gut check time is right. It's gut check time for fans, probably for coaches. It's time to lower expectations. It's time to hope for 10-6, and six, but realize that they're probably going to be 8-8. Eight and eight. It's time to, to face facts. Because this game, and I wrote about it at length on my blog at ESPN 1530 and 700WLW.com, this game told, told me a lot. It told me a lot about the Bengals. It told me a lot about the Cowboys. It told me that the Cowboys aren't going to flinch because some team, some veteran team that's supposed to be good comes in their place. And with the Bengals, it told me that some vanilla dink and dunk system that has a good offensive line is good enough to beat you. It's good enough to beat you. I mean, they've lost a Trevor Simeon with an elite defense. Yesterday, the Cowboys aren't elite on defense. They're not great on defensive line. And yet, they were getting consistent pressure on Dalton. You couldn't run the ball consistently. You couldn't do much on offense at all. Like, if you would have told me Dallas scores 28 points, I still would have probably thought the Bengals outscored them. The offense has been awful. And the defense hasn't been better. They, they haven't. They've been getting beat over the top. Yesterday they get beat on the ground. Cole Beasley looks great. Dak Prescott doesn't throw interceptions. Why? Because no pressure. You're letting him run the ball. Ezekiel Elliott ran the ball all day. And, and I'm not going to get in the numbers because you don't need him. You don't even need the numbers to, to prove it. Fine, you want him? Ezekiel Elliott, 134 yards on 15 attempts. Elliott had 15 attempts to Bernard and Hill's 13. Bernard and Hill ran for 62 yards. Elliott, a buck 34, two touchdowns. Not to mention his 37 yards receiving. Yeah. Would have been fourth on the team. <laughs> fourth. Fourth on the team for the Bengals if, if Elliott was on the Bengals. I, I just, it's unbelievable to me that this is how far they've fallen off. And it could be any number of things, and I'm going to get to them later this week. I have a, a, a theory as to why, but ultimately it's, it's roster turnover. Roster turnover, the drafts that people have said they've killed, they haven't really killed, they haven't really done well drafting in the past couple of years. Think about it. Think about the starters they've drafted the past four years. Not many. There's not many there. Jeremy Hill, Giovanni Bernard, average, average. Who else? And Gio's certainly better than Jeremy, and he should get the bulk of the carries moving forward. But uh, this team, this team needs a lot. They look like an 8-8 eight eight team to me, 7-9, and 9-7 nine. Nine at best. That's just mediocre, average. I'll tell you one thing, I don't think they're going to the playoffs. I'm James Rapine, and this is the Locked On Bengals podcast. Follow me on Twitter, at James Rapine. Subscribe to us on iTunes, audioboom.com. Tell your brother, sister, mother 
friend, father, uncle about this podcast because I'm going to go in-depth. Today, went in-depth some, going to dive in tomorrow. Why are they struggling so much? How do they fix it? Can they fix it? And is it really just their own stubbornness that put them in this position? I will ask that question tomorrow as we roll on. This is the Locked On Bengals podcast. I'm James Erpine, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. It's the fastest growing network in the country. Fastest growing podcast network in the country. Happy to be a part of it. Subscribe to us. We'll dive into it tomorrow right here on the Locked On Bengals podcast. I appreciate you listening. Until then, I'm James Rapine. Did you watch the 2020 Reds with higher expectations than a first-round wild card exit of epic proportions? Did you think that the Reds hitting would come around with the signings that they made last offseason? Are you wondering who is asking you all of these questions? Hi, my name is Jeff Carr, and I host the Locked On Reds podcast each and every day, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Throughout the offseason, I'm going to take a look at these Reds, how they fix what didn't work in 2020, and how they continue their success in 2021. But wait, there's more. I'll also have interesting interviews with players, writers, and everyone in between talking about the Cincinnati Reds. Come join me on the Locked On Reds podcast each and every day.